0: Hey, family, in this video, we'll be talking about four signs that you care too much. We're going to talk about how to properly cast your care on God. But before we get into that, let's go over a couple of points to kind of lay the foundation to really help us really process how we distribute our care. Now, uh, the first point that I want to give you is many of us care too much, leading to us caring too much. Many of us care too much, and in our caring too much, we're caring too much. Oftentimes, we find ourselves caring more than we should. The Bible says, the blessed of the Lord has no sorrow. The Bible also said that the Lord will not put too much on you than you can bear. That's coming from his vantage point. But how many of us oftentimes put too much on us? Than we can bear. See, God won't put no more on you than you can bear. He's not going to put too much a uh, responsibility at a level of maturity that you haven't reached yet. God's not going to put too much a uh, 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 strenuous activity that will cause you to fall. What He's going to do is He's going to give you enough to stretch you, but not break you. But oftentimes we invest in relationships. We invest in friendships. We invest in things that puts more on our plate than we should. So what is it that you're carrying because you're carrying too much? Next point. God has given us a unique capacity to care. What does this mean? Each and every one of us were graced to do something. Each and every one of us were graced for a race. The issue is Because we have erased our identity being in God, we start embracing things or start running races that God never intended. Often putting us in a place where we're overexerting our capacity. Right now, I only have the capacity uh, for the family unit that I have. There's also a capacity that God has given me in ministry. There's a capacity that God has given me in business. There's a capacity or grace for a particular race the issue is we're trying to run sprints in a marathon and we're training like sprinters when we should be long distance runners and the difference is in the training if you train like a sprinter then you won't be able to finish a marathon. That's why it's important to say, God, you train me for these marathons. You train me for the marathon of marriage, the marathon of parenting, the marathon of ministry, the marathon of business or whatever it is that you're running. You have to ask God to train you. For that particular race. That's why God has given us a unique capacity. The issue is we're carrying at a capacity that we don't have. That's why the Bible talks about the parable about new wine into old wine skins. The Bible talks about when you pour new wine into old wine skins, it breaks the wine skin. Now, what does that parable mean? Wine ferments. Anytime you pour wine in in, in anything, it's going to stretch. Wine represents everything that God gives. Everything that God gives stretches. And if you're hard hearted, hard headed or hard handed, then no matter what God pours into you, it will break you. That's the reason why God hasn't poured any new wine into us. But the problem is we allow ourselves to be opened to be poured into. So when you pour in a new boot or you pour in a new situation or you pour into something that God never intended to pour into you, but you're hard headed. Or hard hearted, or hard handed, then my friend, that wine is going to break you. That's why people don't break marriage. The wine of marriage breaks people. It is not kids that. It's not uh, uh kids that break parents or parents that break children. It's the wine of the child that breaks the individual. That's why you got to say, God, what is my capacity? What's my stretchability? So that when you pour something in me, God, I'll stretch with it. Everything that God wants to pour into you will stretch you. But if you begin to carry beyond your capacity, then you will break through the seams. Your relationship will be wasted. Your your, your Everything that you endeavor to succeed at will be wasted. That's why God is saying, why are you carrying that burden, carrying those emotions and it's breaking you? Next point. That's why God told us to cast our cares on him. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, casting all your cares on him because he cares for you. God cares about you. Listen to me. God cares about you. God says, man, I'm the only one with the capacity to carry those cares. Why are you caring too much about this individual's opinion about you? Why are you caring so much about this or that when you were meant to cast that on me? See, when you allow things to be placed on your plate, then you're going to try to eat everything on that plate. But when you begin to understand that you're in partnership with God, you will cast those cares on him. Here's the point. When we don't cast our cares on God, we'll care too much. When we care too much, we'll carry too much. And when we carry too much, we'll be too heavy to carry. See, so many of us are too much of a burden to people because we're carrying too many people's burdens. Who are you a burden to? See, in my marriage, I'm supposed to carry my weight. I am not supposed to weigh on my wife, a weight that I was supposed to carry as a man and that God was to carry for me. That's why my wife hasn't seen me cry in front of her. My wife hasn't seen me break down in front of her. My wife hasn't seen me in my brokenness state because I'm not gonna put that on her. That is, she is not built with the capacity to handle her leader breaking in her eyes. The leader has to constantly be strong. So what happens to me? I have to make sure that I embrace the word of God. It says his strength is made perfect. In my weakness, so I take my weaknesses to God and I cast my cares on Him, then I will always be strengthened in front of my wife. The issue is, we're breaking down because we're carrying something that we should have been cast over to God. See, I don't want to be too much of a weight to my wife. My wife was not not meant to carry me, and nor was I meant to carry my wife unnecessarily. There's a part that we carry responsibilities, uh, 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 aspirations, etc. And, 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 and this fruit of the spirit that we're supposed to carry that we'll be able to, to give to each other. But my burdens, my issues, my troubles, my, my, my concerns, I have to cast those over to God. My concerns for ministry, my concerns for business, my concerns of, of anything of that nature, I have to be responsible enough to go to God and say, God, I need you to carry this for me. Because if not, I'll be too heavy to carry and it will hinder my wife's ability to carry her purpose, to carry her peace, to carry her joy. Now, here are four signs that you care too much. Spelling the word care. For those who are joining me right now, go ahead and get your questions in. I'll be doing a live Q&A as well after these few points. Number one constant worry c-a-r-e-c constant worry here are signs that you care too much but as far as a default individual number one constant worry you are always worrying about others well-being and are too preoccupied with others safety and happiness that's a sign that you care too much you're constantly Worrying about other people, you're constantly worrying about the well-being of others to the point that you are losing sleep, that you that you are always impacted or affected by the decision that they make. You constantly worry. Number two, a you avoid self-care, you neglect your own self-care and well-being because you are overly focused. Keyword overly focused on taking care of others. Do you avoid self-care? On the weekends, do you always find yourself weakened helping somebody else be strengthened? On the weekends, do you find yourself always weakened to help other people be strengthened? Listen, that the issue is many of us are caring for people who can't carry their own load. We're caring for people who are not taking initiative to care for themselves. And then we have these Jesus Jesus complex and we have this, I can save the world, Captain Planet kind of mentality. And then we're broken. And it's not our responsibility. It is God's responsibility to care for people. See, if they can't can't go to God for themselves and they don't want to follow you as you follow Christ, then my friend, you got to break off your life from theirs and live your life. You cannot avoid taking care of you because sometimes we break ourselves trying to help others. Number three, reactive emotions. C, constant worry. A, avoiding self-care. are reactive emotions. You react emotionally to every situation related to others, often becoming overly upset or anxious. Listen, you got to be so focused on thinking on things that are above, thinking on things that are good, lovely, just, continue to thinking about your own life and your own purpose and your own goals and the people that God has for you to, to nurture and steward, then to always reacting because that individual is not reading their Bible, reacting because that person not following God, reacting because the individual is back in that relationship again, reacting, overreacting because this person is not doing whatever it is that you wish they would do reactive emotions. E, excessive sacrifice. You make significant sacrifices, sometimes at your own detriment, to ensure others' needs and wants are met. Listen, that is not your responsibility. Your responsibility, your ability was not meant to always respond to a person's lack of responsibility over their own selves. You excessively sacrifice. You make significant sacrifice. You go over and beyond. The Bible says go with them two miles, but you went with them 20. You see what I'm saying? Now you went too far. Now you went too long. Now you too invested in someone that's not even invested in themselves. And it's at your own detriment. Listen, you cannot care for someone beyond your self-care. And you cannot care for someone beyond you realizing that God cares for you. Anytime you try to care beyond you embracing God's care for you and embracing self-care for you, then, my friend, you will find yourself in care. You're going to find yourself in urgent care. See, the issue is, if we're not urgent to give our cares to God, if we're not urgent to be in self-care and taking care of ourselves, but we're always urgent, to help everybody else and care for others, we're going to be in urgent care. It happened to me, my friend. I was doing everything for everyone. I was a people pleaser. I, I was an individual that was kind hearted, too empathetic, had no guard over my heart. I, my validation was in me helping someone. I always felt like I needed to be needed. And I was everywhere for everyone but for myself. And one thing that I love about my wife, she taught me, yo, you can't be everywhere. to, You can't be all things to everyone. You can't be everything to everyone and don't have anything for the right ones, for the ones that have to deal with you. See, I can't come home tired for them, but rested for everyone else. So I had to begin to realize, man, I can't just be going everywhere. No is a complete sentence. And if people don't, re- if listen, hear me closely. If people don't respect your no, they don't deserve your yes. Let me say that again. If people don't respect your no. They don't deserve your yes. People who understand why you say no will let you flow. Will let you go. But people who care more about your yes than your no, they don't care about you. They'll waste your yes to make themselves their best and then you're stressed. That's why it's okay to say no. Say no. And if they go, good. <laughs> Cuz you don't want it to be odd. So go ahead and tell them to add the OD to that go. Add the OD to their go. Go so this won't be odd no more. G-O-O-D. It's good for you to go because I no longer want this to be odd. So go. Because I'm going to say no. And this is how you test your relationship. Say no often and see how people respond. Let's keep going. Now, here are four things you must do to ensure that you properly care for you. And to cast your care on God. I have an activity to go with this. Then I'm going to ask some questions. Number one, it spells care. C-A-R-E. Do calculations. Evaluate the situation and the individuals logically. Evaluate. Before you care for this person some more. Before you care about this relationship some more. Before you care about that job some more. Before you overly care evaluate the situation in the individual logically is this even something that god wants in your life number 2 consider the impact of caring too much on their well-being consider the impact of caring too much on your well-being is what i'm saying so with the individual i want you to calculate am i caring too much i got to evaluate not not the situation emotionally cuz emotions will confuse you See, not everything that you feel is factual. Facts over feelings. Before I act, I got to consider the facts. I just can't go into my feelings because feelings lead to spilling. See what I'm saying? You can't go by your feelings just because, listen, you can love people in your family, but you have to love yourself more than you love them. And you have to love God more than you love them, or you will never be able to properly love them, or they won't be in a position to truly embrace and interact with your love. Next, weigh the pros and cons of your level of involvement. I'm going to come back to calculations because I have a homework assignment for you. Let's go to A, look around. Observe how others handle similar situations. The one thing I want to say about looking around, look around at the people in your life. Who is dying emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically because you're neglecting caring for them? Imagine me taking more care of you all and not taking care of my wife and daughter. See, the issue is so many individuals, they care so much of, they care for so many people outside of their home, situations outside of their home, they're not taking care of their home. See, God is not going to open up my social media account when I get to heaven. God is not going to open up my business accounts when I get to heaven. God is not going to open up my bank accounts. The first account that God is going to open is my family account. The first thing that God is going to ask me is, how is Brittany? The first thing that God is going to ask me is, how is Hannah? The first thing he's going to ask me is, who? how did you take care of those that had no choice but to be under your care? Imagine you going to your doctor who went to school to care for you and then they're distracted by caring for someone else and you sitting in their doctor's office for months and they still haven't checked up on you. How would you feel? That's how the people in your life feel that you're not looking around. You're not looking at you looking outside of how's your wife? How's your husband? How's your children? How are those up under your care? God cares about those under your care. God wants you to care for those under your care. God is tired of us caring for people that he never gave us clearance to care for. God didn't even give you clearance to, to, to care for clearance. God didn't give you no clearance to care for clearance. He didn't give you no clearance for that. God didn't give you clearance to, to care for Susie. He didn't give you clearance to care for these other people. Who is it that God wants you to care for? Because you're gonna be held accountable for those who he has entrusted to your care. That's everywhere on your job. Who has God entrusted up under your care? In your congregation, who has God entrusted in your care? So many preach so focused on their social media influence that they have no impact in their own church. They're building big churches, but building small Christians. Make it make sense. How are you caring for your children? Are you there for them? Are you caring about the people's opinions about you online? Or are you caring too much about what other people got to say about you and caring too much about how people view you? God wants us to look around our space to see, are we caring for that area? Or you have to realize you're not Jesus and you have to release them to him. Or you have to realize that you are not Jesus and you have to release them to him. Let me tell you something. I close at 10 o'clock every night. That's the goal. I close around 10, 10, 15. I'm done with ministry, but I'm talking about as far as YouTube or whatever. So people, so many people that I help oftentimes back in my day back in the day of helping people, I would be up to one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, helping people. I would be sending emails at three o'clock in the morning, helping people. I had a Jesus complex. I feel like I could be all things to all men, hoping that I win some. I thought that I could be Christ-like to the point to where I was Christ-like, meaning that I I had the full capacity. And even Jesus in bodily form didn't have the full capacity in spirit form. He had to go to sleep. He had to eat as well. And oftentimes we have this Jesus complex. We think that we can save them. Listen, my friend, if they are not going to, if they're not allowing Jesus to save them, they're not going to allow you to save them. And what happens when you trying to save a person that they, that they don't allow, what, what will happen to you? If you try to save someone who doesn't even want Jesus to save them, you know what's going to happen? You're going to drown. How many people jump in oceans every day to try to save people who panic in the water? And then what happens to both of them? Both of them end up dying. So many of us end up dying because we're trying to save people who don't want to be saved. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Don't save him. He don't want to be saved. So save yourself the headache trying to save people from their headaches. So you have to realize you're not you got to release them to them. release your son to them. Release your son to him. Release your daughter to him. Release your friends to him. If they're not learning, I have a two pearl limit. The first pearl I give. Here's some advice. Whoop, whoop, there you go. Here's some advice. They may come back. when they, If a person comes back a second time, maybe they didn't quite understand. Them, so I give them a second pearl after the second pearl. It's your world. Do what you do. <laughs> it's your world. Go make it happy. Yep. I done told you twice that Jimmy wasn't good for you. I told you twice that Susie wasn't good for you. You chose Susie or oh, I cheer on your relationship. Go ahead. Invite me to the wedding. Make sure the cake is good. <laughs> I support you after the second pearl. Cause I don't got time to allow your negligence and your uh not listening to me to affect my world for me to be concerned about why you're not listening if you don't listen I get missing simple as that e you have to entrust them to God I think I already said that oh oh R was realize you're not Jesus and then e was entrusting to God surrender your concerns to God trust in the divine plan and his purpose for them. And find peace in letting go, allowing things to unfold as they should. Please understand that. I'm going to read again. Find peace in letting go. You have to let them go if they want to go. Let that situation go. Let that individual go. Find peace in letting go and allowing things to unfold as they should. Listen, it's this thing called free will, my friend. And some people ain't going to listen. Some people are going to end up missing. Some people are going to die in their negligence. Some people are just never going to change. But that, should, that shouldn't stop you from changing. So here's my activity. Going back to see, do calculations. I want you to write down every person and everything you care strongly about. And I want you to use the spectrum of zero to 10. Zero means you shouldn't care at all. 10 means, means strong care. See, my wife, I care about her at a 10. that's, That's just natural. My daughter at a 10, that's just natural. But so many of us are giving 10 level energy to zero situations. Imagine me giving my wife two care and giving another woman 10 care. How would that fare in my marriage? It wouldn't fare well. See what I'm saying? And so you have to assess with every person these two categories. I want you to write down every person you care about. I want you to write down every situation that you care about. On the first column, I want you to write down your care for them at the moment. Some people, uh uh Tyrone, y'all dating, you like you, you you care about him at a 10, but you haven't got clearance from God that he's supposed to even be your man, so you shouldn't even care that much. See, if you're dating someone right now, you shouldn't, and I'm talking about early stages, you shouldn't have 10 level energy. Care, you shouldn't have 10-level care. 10-level care is for husbands and wives. Your care should gradually escalate up the numbers. Right now, if you're dating someone and y'all not really serious yet, your care should be at a three, four, to five. That's enough for you to stay balanced. You care about them, but you don't care too much. What happens when you care too much up the spectrum? My friend, then you're setting yourself up for manipulation. Then you're setting yourself up for mind control. Now you're setting for yourself to be emotionally reactive, right? So you got to begin to say, okay, for that person, write down how you really care about them. Say, hey, coach, yeah, I'm at a 10. I care too much for him. Probably because y'all got some soul ties, y'all were sexually involved, or you care too much about the friendship. On the second column, I want you to write down where your care should be from zero to 10. And I want you to do that. I want you to be able to see your care fair and be able to see it where it's at. So write down everyone and every situation you care about. Then I want you to write down the number that represents them. Zero means you that you don't care at all. 10 means you care a lot. Second column, I want you to write down where your care should be. Should it be at a five? Should it be at a four? Should it be at a seven? Should it be at a zero? And then if you if you know that the care should be low, but it's difficult for you, then I want you to take that sheet of paper to God and say, God, right now I care too much about this situation. Lord, through your precious spirit, Help me to cast this care onto you because many of us are carrying people because of cares from our childhood. So many of us are carrying the wrong relationships because we wasn't cared for in our right relationships. We wasn't cared well or cared for properly by our parents. And because you wasn't cared for by your parents accurately, now you're carrying a relationship hoping that it will uh, patch up the hole in your heart, but it's really tearing you apart. So you got to go to God and look at the root reason why you care too much. Maybe God's going to show you that you need to forgive your dad. You need to forgive your mom. You need to repent from this. Repent for that. Confess this sin. Get deliverance in this area so that you will begin to see this relationship is not something that you was meant to carry. Hope this activity was a blessing to you. Hope these points was a blessing to you. Now let's get some questions. AJ said, that is me. I pray this video gave you some clarity, my brother. PTL says, hey, coach, how do you get over the insecurity of lack of experience in the romance bed in a promise, uh, 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 boy, I'll be putting some good words in here. Uh, give me one second. Give <clears throat> me. Give me one second. All right, PTL says, "Hey, Coach, how do you get over the insecurity?" Of lack of experience in a romance bed in a promiscuous generation? Great question. Well, my friend, the one thing about sex in marriage that's wholesome is that you get to learn your partner. You get to grow in a sexual experience. See, the thing about uh, the world is people assume or suggest that that you should test drive your vehicle to see if it's something that you're willing to ride. But why test drive a car that was custom made? If a car is custom made for you, your first drive is the first drive. Your test drive is your ownership drive, right? People who test drive cars, they test drive cars they don't yet own to see if it's a good fit. But the thing about God, God created sex. God knows exactly what what will please you sexually and what will be a benefit to you sexually. He knows what size to give you. He knows what, what type of experience that you will like. He knows. But the beautiful thing about sex is that he wants you to grow in sexual intimacy. You don't have to be grown in sexual intimacy, going into sexual intimacy in marriage. You grow in sexual intimacy when you're in marriage. And so if you insecure because you lack experience, then my friend, you're forgetting about the joy of discovery gives the gift of as the last gift on your wedding day, which is sex. Which is the opportunity for you to become one flesh with your spouse to seal what he's already sealed spiritually in the individual. So don't worry about your lack of experience. Don't overthink that because when you marry the right one, she'll be patient. She'll be kind. She'll, you're gonna laugh. You, you're gonna joke. Like it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a, a beautiful, sweet experience when you begin to have romance. Sexually with your spouse, because you know for a fact that that right now you're you're hollow. You don't got Hannah in you. You don't got Heather still in you. As far as sexual experiences, or or if you did have sexual experiences with Heather or whoever, then you're able to. You have already healed from those soul ties, so that you can wholesomely engage your significant other in a in a in the bed of marriage uh, in a way that that is pure and, and peaceful and and beautiful. So I was a virgin when I got married and I'm not going to go into my personal business. But what I'm saying is, is that it's a sweetness that comes when you learn your spouse and you learn uh, in, in that particular area. Right. And so it doesn't matter what the generation is doing. The things of God are not outdated. The things of God are not old school. They are the school. God's stuff ain't old school. God's stuff is the school. Now, if you build a school outside of his school, that's on you, you fools. But if you are embracing the original school, the original structure of God, then my friend, you will begin to feel the supernatural presence and the beauty of God in the midst of two people who did it the right way. Even if you messed up 10 years ago, five years ago, God can renew, God can redeem, and God can deliver. But don't worry about insecurities because you're overthinking something that God is trying to really set you up to be blessed by. And so don't worry about the generation that where it is right now. Enjoy purity now because your wife deserves a wholesome, pure man in that wedding bed that will also be patient with her because what you don't want to do is your lack of experience creating unnecessary expectations. And then now your your insecurity is now making her uncomfortable and she can't enjoy it because you're overly uh, thinking about if you're going to perform well. Man, you're going to laugh. It's going to be fun. It's going to be uh, it's going to be whatever. It's going to be a lot of great things. But 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 it's the beautiful process of of discovery when you know that you're with someone that you love but don't lust. I don't lust my wife. I love my wife. Do you know making lust is easier than making love? Making love is very difficult. Than making lust. Let me help all single people before you get married, and even those who's been having sex in their singleness. You, you're going to realize that sex in marriage is going to be burdensome. Sex in marriage is going to be a chore to you because you're lusting, right? And so you got to start thinking: Am I setting myself up to try to make lust or make love? Making love means you have to be patient in the married bed. You have to be kind in the married bed. You got to suffer long. You got to endure. There's going to be some things because she's not going to always be wearing what she dated you with when you get married it's gonna be a lot of bonnet sex <laughs> okay i'm done but it's gonna be a lot of a sector that, that's gonna require you to love and if you always base everything through lustful eyes then you're gonna be very disappointed in marriage i'm gonna keep going because and that's enough said on that point jazz says when you say god won't give us stress until the point. Uh, it'll break us. Is the reason for the unbreakable is because Jesus' body was broken, so mine doesn't have to be broken. Exactly. Christ's body was broken for the blood to be shed for the payment. The Holy Spirit, when He ascended, was released so that we'll be able to survive on the payment, the pavement. So no matter how far you got to go, no matter what you got to do, you are now a new creature, a superhuman, supernaturally a, a new fabric on you. Now now you're able to handle more because now you're open to the Holy Spirit giving you the intangibles, the love, joy, peace, patience, and all the fruit of the Spirit that's able to, to manage marriage and manage ministry and manage busy. You can't manage these different things without the Holy Spirit. You can't manage these things without being filled with the spirit. See, right now we have the fullness of the Godhead in us. The Holy Spirit, we have him at full. But do we have, Do have we given him our full? So there are certain areas in our lives that we have yet to be filled by the Holy Spirit. Some of us, we haven't allowed the Holy Spirit into that abandonment room, into that rejection room, into that lust room, into that pride room. We have allowed him to fill those areas, to change them, and to make them livable spaces for him to dwell in so there won't be no hell in. And there no hell in your marriage or hell in your kid's life because, because you have allowed him to dwell in your whole life. And so when you begin to allow the new fabric of the Holy Spirit to saturate you and make you a a, a superhuman and a different human, and then you'll be able to handle things without breaking, because not only are you filled by the Holy Spirit, but you're led by the Holy Spirit. And when you're led by the Holy Spirit, he'll lead you how to communicate. He'll lead you on how to dominate. He'll lead you on how to orchestrate. He'll lead you on who you should be uh, uh, intimate with and involved in and and friends with so that you won't be so broken because of relationships with broken people. So Christ's body was broken for the blood to be shed for the payment of the remission of my sins. When he ascended to the Father, the Holy Spirit was sent so that now I can be a different human. So I can now have the intangible the intangible uh, things that will give me the capacity to handle anything the, or all the things that he wants me to handle. Hope to help. Oh, we got more questions, but they're coming in right now. JoJo's David says, what's up, Coach Josh? It's JoJo out of Fort Worth, Texas. How do I find confidence to pursue to become a vlogger, inspirational speaker for folks with special needs? Great question. You already have your audience. The first thing you got to do is now discover the pain points of your audience. What are their top struggles? What are their top pains? What are their top fears? What are their top insecurities? What I want you to do is get a sheet of paper, and I want you to write down audience, dot dot or colon, whatever it is, special needs. Then on one side, I want you to write down pain points. I want you to write down all the pain points of those and special needs. All of us have an audience on, on, online. All of us have an audience right now. I'm in front of 20 people right now, our audience. Then I probably have a thousand so people watch this later, another audience, right? But this audience found me because I found my purpose implicit and put my purpose online, right? And so when you begin to discover the pain points, <clears throat> when you find your pain points, then you have your talking points. So once you do, I want you to write a sheet of paper all the pain points of special needs. Second column, I want you to write down all of your experience in those areas where you're able to communicate with them, processes, systems to overcome their struggles, and then go online. When you begin to feel and have empathy for your community, even if you don't see the community, then you will create messaging, create messages, create videos, podcasts that touch their pain points. And because you're an expert in that area, because you have experience in that area, and because you have care in that area, you can now infuse into your messaging, your own personality, your own uniqueness. And then when they begin to fill you and the Holy Spirit begins to lead them to you, then you will have structured messaging, messages, means of reaching them, and then they will bear fruit in their life. And then they'll tell other people. And then you have your community. Next thing you know, you'll be at special need uh, conventions, special need conferences. You'll be speaking to families with special needs. Then you'll be able to teach families on how to take care of kids with special needs. Then you'll talk to people on how to take care of the elderly with special, or whoever with special needs. And you boost your confidence by starting. You boost your confidence by knowing that God sent you, my friend. I got time, maybe one or two more and I got to go. I am Valor says, "Hey, what's up, Coach Josh? For those of us who have the gifts of creativity, do you believe God is okay with us sharing the gospel in a creative fashion? Oh, God wants you most definitely to 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 show your creativity. See, the first thing the Word of God ever revealed about God was what? Let's say it together. In the beginning, God what created? In the beginning, God created." The first thing we learned about God was that God was a creative. And and because we are made in the image and likeness of God, we are also creatives. People assume that those in a creative world are are not necessarily used by God, that you have to be in a pulpit, you have to be in the highways or byways to be used by God. No, God wants to use you through your arts, God wants to use you through your, your, your creative side of the brain. I'm a creative. I love creating books. Creating books is creativity. Anything you do out of your spirit is creativity, and God wants you to be creative. So God wants you to share your creativity, whether it's through fashion, whether it's through the arts. God can get the glory. The thing is, what you do in a creative world has to be done in excellence if you want people's attention. It has to be done in excellence because what God doesn't want is a a, 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 a shoe with a cross on it, but the soles fall off. If you're going to do stuff at a high level, create, create, creatively, it has to be done in excellence and has to be done uh, uh, um, um, from the core of you is what I'm saying. So to answer your question, most definitely God wants to be glorified through your creativity. Share the gospel through your creativity, my friend. Jordan Summer says, years ago I received a prophecy about my future wife. Oh, okay. Years ago I received a prophecy about what my future wife will look like. Would it be wise to not pursue a woman who doesn't match the description of the prophecy I was told? Or am I thinking too deep? Great question. My, my friend, don't worry about pursuing your woman. Pursue your purpose. When you pursue your purpose, your woman will your, your woman will find you. And no, I know that sounds counterintuitive, but what I'm saying is, I'm not saying she's gonna be looking for you and pursuing you, but while you're pursuing your purpose, your woman will come in the midst, and you you and you just have to trust God. That that he will fulfill that prophecy. God did it for me. It wasn't prophesied that my wife was going to look like fancy. My wife just looked like fancy. I always had a crush on her. Then all of a sudden, it it, it, was something in my spirit bearing witness with it. And then when I met my wife, it was something special about it. And then all of a sudden, now I'm married to her. And now she looks the part. But don't think too deep about it. Just use that thinking energy towards your purpose. God bless. I gotta go and pass my time. Thank y'all so much for trusting me with y'all's questions. I pray it was a blessing to you. Uh, um, um, uh, check out all of my resources and tools. I like my books, uh, multi-purpose. If you want to fulfill your purposes in life, we're talking about your purpose as a husband, wife, husband. I mean, uh, whatever, whatever purpose you are in, this book multi-purpose will help you not only discover your purpose but also function in all your purposes. Also, check out our merch called "Well Done." It's a great. Uh, a merch line to help you stay motivated to continue to pursue uh, doing things well so that you will hear those glorious words from your heavenly father. Well done. If you're looking at a situation right now, you don't know if it's a counterfeit or a counterpart and you really want a proper discern to make sure that you don't burn unnecessarily with emotions and with the wrong individual. This book, Counterfeit or Counterpart, will be a great resource for you. If you're struggling with uh, your feelings and you really want to really find out if you should really have feelings for this, then Facts Over Feelings, this book right here, be a great resource for you. If you want to hold the things in your life better and you really want to have wholeness so that you can hold this and hold these important things in your life, this book, The Wholeness Journal, be a great resource for you. Uh, If you want to better understand the purpose of your singleness so that you'll be able to enjoy the purposes of mingleness. This book right here will help you maximize your singleness. The purpose of singleness. If you're in a situation right now where you really need to make sure that you're in the right dating relationship, or if you're in marriage you want to spice up your dating life, or if you're single and you really want to position yourself with your non-negotiables to make sure that you're uh, 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 not dating a fool, then this book, Dating Prep, will be great for you. If you have a young person that um, you want them to start early with their art and really pursue their God-given gifts and talents, this book, as he says, will be a great book for you. If you're struggling with spiritual warfare, you want to better understand the whole armor of God, this book, World of War Me, will be a great resource for you. Links in the description box below, all my books, card games. Also, if you want to be a part of my coaching programs, we're starting up in December. I have a three-month program, six-month, and 12-month program. My three-month program is for those who really want to develop a resilient mindset. And they really want to begin to understand uh, the elementary or the early stages of purpose. I have a resilient mindset for you or mindset mastery. And, but if you really want to get to a place, my next couple of programs, where you like, man, I'm a successful individual professionally, uh, creatively. But I'm not successful in every area. And I really want to be holistically successful. I want to be a better dad. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better man of God. I want to be a better individual. Then check out my other programs, Holistic Success. I got to go. Love you all. I'm going to check to see the last few comments. Ah, man, I shouldn't even look at them. I'll be back tomorrow. Love you all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.